We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to the Friday show here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you. Beautiful day outside. We're going to get to 45. Can you believe it? On a Friday. Get the shorts and flip-flops. Now, you might have heard this in the news. Brendan Keeney had uh, the story, and it goes a little something like this. NY27, we are 100 days away from the special election that just so happens to be on the same day as the New York Democrat presidential primary. Hmm, wonder how that happened. Well, you have four declared candidates On the GOP side, State Senator Rob Ort, State Senator Chris Jacobs, Beth Parlato, and my next guest, Erie County Comptroller, Stefan Mihailu. Stefan, good morning. Good morning. Now, my understanding is that there is a meeting tomorrow, but not even you know where or when this meeting will take place. That's correct. I mean, there is concerns about the process so far and the secrecy involved. I mean, I firmly believe sunshine is the best disinfectant. And the county chairs, it's wholeheartedly up to their discretion of how they engage in the process, how they conduct interviews. Uh, But if it were up to me, I would let the media in. I would do it in front of the public. And I have no problem making my case to the county chairs and uh, in an open process with the public involved that I'm a true conservative that won in a blue county in a blue district, uh, and I can beat Nate McMurray on April 28th, um, I would support the vote of the county chairs being made in public, not in view of the full press. And, and the county chairs are in a very difficult spot. Um, this was not uh, their choice of how to do this. This process was thrust upon them. Um, but I think uh, if it's going to be true, open, honest, and transparent, why not conduct the interviews in the public and have the final vote uh, be done in public? But Joe, you're right. Um, You know, it's Friday, and we hear that there's going to be interviews uh, in the chair's meeting on Saturday, but I couldn't tell you either way. Uh, I have not been notified or contacted, um, and yours truly and a few others, as of now, are being left in the dark. Stefan, have you talked to any of the eight leaders about NY27 since declaring? Um, Yes. Um, I've called them to let them know that I was officially a candidate, but some of the counties have already conducted full interviews in a very open process, not just with the county chairs, but with their entire town uh, chairs and their entire committee. Uh, I was invited to Livingston County uh, to uh, make my case to not only their county chair, but all of their town chairs in an open process. I was invited to Orleans County uh, to speak before their entire committee of all the town chairs and the county chairs. Tonight, Wyoming County is inviting candidates in an open process. Uh, So far, those are the only three counties that have actually done interviews uh, with their town chairs and had a full committee uh, part of the process. Uh, And right now, that's not been done uh, in my home county, Erie. You know, we have not had 
a process in Erie County where a lot of the town chairs can get together in one room and interview the candidates, uh, like we've done in Livingston, Wyoming uh, tonight and Orleans in the past. So I've had private conversations with a lot of the county chairs, but so far only three counties have actually invited candidates uh, to speak. Stefan, to your knowledge, um, are county chairs talking with the constituents and getting their input, or is this really just who those eight think is the best candidate? Well, well that's why the, the process uh, is incredibly important. I mean, if it's truly open, honest, and transparent, um, then I think a lot of folks would not have a problem with it. Um, but this really is a challenging way to select a congressman or congresswoman. Eight people behind closed doors in a dark room, and, and people are turned off by that. Voters are turned off by, by that. I think it leaves a bad taste in the mouths of people to have you know eight people in a closed back room make a decision of who's going to run for Congress. And again, this was not the choice of the county chairs. This process was thrust upon them. They had no choice in the matter. Um, but I would strongly support a wide open process that's open to the public so everything's above board and the people can at least see uh, how the process works and how the selection process is taking place. So, Stefan, you have not been reached out. The only way you know about this meeting is the reports in media? That's correct. Um, I had a conversation with uh, our Erie County chair, and he said uh, someone from Erie County Republican headquarters so I have not heard anything since then. I mean, look, you know, we hear there's a meeting and interviews taking place Saturday. I, I don't know. Uh, but also keep in mind, we hear that there's going to be a special election on April 28th, but the governor has not called it. Uh, we don't know if the governor is in fact going to call it. We hear the governor is inclined to do so. But until the words come out of his mouth, Right now, there is no special election scheduled. So we don't even know if there's going to be a special election in April. But if there is, you know, I'm making the case to those county chairs that I am a true conservative, and I'm someone that has won three times in a dark blue county in an Obama presidential year. And my grave concern is if they nominate someone who is not a true conservative or if they nominate someone who has never won in a dark blue county, they're handing the seat straight to Nancy Pelosi. Would you support there not being a special election in writing this till a primary with the other three declared candidates? No one would argue that the most open, honest, and fair process is letting the voters decide in an open primary. No one could come up with a reasonable argument to say, uh, it's a more open process to do it behind closed doors with eight people compared to having a wide open primary where the conservative voters of New York 27 would decide for themselves. Now, again, this process is being forced upon the chairs. They didn't ask for this. I think the world of them and uh, they're in a really, really tough spot. And I feel for them, quite frankly. But at the end of the day, uh, the most open, fair uh, and transparent process, it would be a wide open primary in June and let the voters decide. Now, this might sound like me repeating the question, but say there is a special election April 28th and you are not the guy uh, selected. Are you still in for the November election? I think it's too early to say right now because we really don't know what the process is. We don't even know 
if interviews are taking place on Saturday. We don't know if there's going to be a special election. So it would be premature to make a decision on that when we don't even know what the process is. All I know right now is that there might be candidate interviews on Saturday. There might be a decision. Uh, but I just think the, the, the best possible way to make it open, honest, and transparent is to conduct it in public. And that's just my opinion. You know, and it's totally up to the chairs of how they run their process. It's a process they did not ask for, and they're in a very difficult spot. But I would have no problem doing it out in the open and letting media in, letting the public in, uh, so at least they get to see uh, the candidates, their pitch, and then the final vote of how it uh, goes down one way or another. But I think uh, the fairness of the process is going to dictate for many people whether or not there's going to be a wide-open primary in June. Well, Stefan, thank you for the time, and uh, please keep us in the loop, and hopefully we'll have you on Hardline soon. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Stefan Mahailu, Erie County Comptroller, also declared candidate for NY27, talking about a possible special election in April. I'm sorry, a possible meeting tomorrow. The lights are flickering in the studio and no one is touching the lights. <laughs> so I am sorry if I'm pausing. That is weird. Um, but Stefan Mahailu, thank you for joining us, talking about a potential meeting with county chairs tomorrow. We'll have to see. As you heard from him, he's only heard about this potential meeting through the media. So the secrecy of this, to me, is amazing. I mean, you are pretty much... And I may be wrong, but you are pretty much selecting the GOP candidate that'll run against Nate McMurray, probably beat Nate McMurray, and then have the upper hand in the June primary for NY27. So that decision in the hands of eight party leaders. I know it's a special election, and I know no one asked for it to be this way. But I agree with Stefan. It's got to be more public and there's got to be input from the constituents. I know you're up against it. There's only so much time, but there's got to be some kind of input from the people, from the members of the party in that district. Thanks again, Stefan, for joining us. We will add that question to the Chris Collins question as well. So when we come back, we'll take your calls. Do you think the president will pardon Chris Collins? Do you think he should pardon Chris Collins? And also, the secret meeting potentially taking place between the four candidates and the GOP county chairs, there's got to be a better way. What do you think? It's Joe Beamer here on WBEN. So we had the light show here in the last segment. I see Nate get on a ladder thinking he was going to look at the lights, but no, he's just tightening the door. So we could have another light show in the next 90 minutes. So just watch out. We'll have some music uh, ready to go. 803-0930. Should President Trump pardon former Congressman Chris Collins and the secrecy of the NY27 GOP meeting? There's got to be a better way. Let me know what you think about that and what they should do.
What do you think they should do? I think Stefan made some great points. All right? Yes. They were thrown into this. Not time for a primary. But you could at least get out there and get the voice of the constituents. Get their opinion. See who they think the best candidate is. Because like it or not, whoever that candidate is will have the upper hand going into November. So then you'll have three other candidates that might throw their hat in for the primary, and they are going to be at a disadvantage. So I do think the constituents definitely should have a voice. 803-0930. Let's go to Grand Island where Mike is. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Joseph. How are you? Mike, I'm doing well. What do you got for us? There's a couple things. On the, on the election, the uh, vote in, in April, we, we really should have input, but we've got a rhino running that we shouldn't. It, we'll, we'll be able to tell a lot about the chairs if they pick the rhino. And we all know who it is. That's on the election. On this, on this no one is above the law, I'd just like to remind everybody in western New York, our boy Sheldon Silver, convicted five years ago, 12-year sentence that he appealed, and it's down to seven years. He's still getting 6600 a month in his pension, never served one day in jail, convicted five years ago, convicted felon, okay? He stole $4 million when he was a politician, and he's still walking on the streets, but no one is above the law. No one is above the law. But, Mike, wouldn't you like to set the example by not letting Chris Collins get away? Well, no. What I'd like to do, and if I was Trump, here's what I'd do. I'd wait till I won re-election. Then I would conditionally pardon Chris Collins. The minute Sheldon Silver starts serving jail time, Chris Collins should, too. It's a disgrace. The, the SDNY, the Justice Department in the Southern District of New York, run by Democrats, targeted Chris Collins. Chris, what Chris Collins did is wrong. But if you invest in the stock market, you take risks. If you play with poop, you get some on you. So a lot of people might have lost money based on what Chris Collins said. But they knew it going in that they might lose money. I just think the guy was targeted. So was his kid. It's a disgrace that we're going we're gonna to pillory him. But Sheldon Silver made a half a million dollars since his conviction. A half a million dollars. This guy's still walking around. It's a disgrace. All right, Mike in Grand Island opens up a line for you. I don't disagree that it happens to members on both sides of the aisle who commit a crime, usually involving money, and they either see no time or very little time. I understand that. I hear the frustration. My point is Republicans can set the example. Instead of just pointing pointing to people on the other side of the aisle, well, so-and-so got away with it. Yes. And that same person who is okay with so-and-so getting away with it is the person that has been following the Collins trial and counting down to his sentencing. So let's not be the hypocrite. Let's let one party set the example. 
and then maybe the other party will follow suit. I doubt it, but it would be nice if Republicans are put in this situation where you have the president and a popular congressman who has been convicted, admitted he pled guilty. So instead of saying, well, so-and-so got it, so Collins should also get pardoned, I think we should set the example. Set the example, say, all right, you're going to do that? Well, we're going to do as I do, not do as I say. Get a head start. And then you know what? When it happens on the other side, you can, you can criticize. You can say, well, look how corrupt they are. Look what they're letting their members get away with. We're better than that. 803-0930, star 930. By the way, three people missed the cash code, so I will give the 10 o'clock cash code. It is virtual. The 10 o'clock cash code is virtual. Text that to 72881. You'll have a chance at $1,000. And at 11 o'clock, we'll have another cash code for you. Here on News Radio 930 WBEM. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It is Friday here on News Radio 930 WBEN. I just found out Maury Polvidge is 81 years old. He's six years older than Jerry Springer. I thought it was the other way around. I don't know. We are uh, not talking about the Maury show or Jerry Springer this hour. We are asking you, will President Trump... Pardon former Congressman Chris Collins. Should he? And also, you heard from Stefan Mihailu earlier this hour. He says, well, we know it's a very secretive 
procedure by the eight county chairs to select who will run against Nate McMurray in the special election. I think there's got to be an easier way. I'd like to know what you think. There's got to be a better way, a more public way. As Stefan said, there needs to be a way that constituents can have a say. I know there's not enough time for a primary, but there's got to be a way that the county chair, chairs, can get the voice of the constituents so that the person who is selected is one who is favored by a majority of the constituents. 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to Mary in Lancaster. Mary, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Uh, Joe, um, Stefan almost answered the question himself um, when he said, you know, the time is of the essence. I I firmly believe that, that it should go out to the people, you know, like the like – the, um, the actual, like I'm in the Republican committee, okay, in Lancaster, and I think the committee people should decide who should run. And also, I wonder, like he mentioned Livingston counties, other counties, how many of those counties have um, candidates that, that want to run for, you know, like this uh, 27 seat? But how many of their candidates are elected officials, like he and Jacobs and Ort? They are sitting elected officials, and the the precarious balance of, of we have so few re, uh, elected Republicans, and we can't sacrifice those seats. And I, I I'm of the belief that we have to save our seats. You know, put an SOS out to these candidates that want to run, wait, save their seats, and put and you know nominate or put up. Uh, Beth Parlato, she does not hold an office. So what these people are doing, like Mahilo and everybody else, they are in office. They are, their constituents are, are going to suffer because no matter who runs, all their areas are going to suffer because their elected official is running for the... But def- Mary, they would say to you that their representation would help us more in Washington than it would in their county or state seat. No, I don't think so, because look at the the New York state um, legislature is almost all Democrat now. So if we lose these senators that are in there now, we we might as well just throw in the towel as for New York. And then besides, when you do the 2020 census, all these Democrats that are in there will tilt the electoral, you know, vote to the uh, Democrats, and there will be no Republican representation. No, the people will be just frustrated and, and disgusted. We, they're taking away all our... our- well, Mary, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What if Stefan, uh, say he wanted to run against Mark Pullenkars, but he would be giving up the comptroller? Would you be okay with that? No, I'm not. I'm, I, that's what I say. I've, I've spoken to, and they probably don't like it when I do it, I've spoken to him, and I've spoken to um, Chris Jacobs, and I haven't seen that Rob Ort, but I would say to any of those people that are in office, stay in office. Save our seat. Let Beth go in. She is not, she's not currently holding an office, and if she loses the, right now, if one of them loses, 
there is more of a loss to their constituents in their uh, particular districts. Well, Mary? Stefan would make a, a big, if he won the seat, we'd have to, we would lose the county controller seat. Well, that is, well, he's doing a good job there. He should stay there. And maybe when there's more Republicans, you know, and try to knock out some of these Democrats. But right now, he also said time is of the essence. You don't have time to to put up a campaign and everything. And all they have on the other side is one. And now we're going to have to fight for one one candidate and then by you try to get that candidate in on the ballot. It, it is not fair to the constituents. I think if you ask the constituents, they would tell you, suck it up and wait until the, the next uh, you know, opportunity. But right now, stay where you are. It's a safe, keep the seat safe. And you know what, Mary, uh, you have some support on the text board. Also, on the website, Beth Parlato is leading the web poll, 47%. There you go. Chris Jacobs uh, behind her at 23%. Mary, thank you for the call. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Mary in Lancaster. I would say this. Um, we are running, it seems, in New York State, low on Republican candidates. And I think representation in NY27, obviously, Republicans want to keep that seat. They don't want to give another congressional seat up to Democrats. I understand that. So I see where Mary's coming from, but I also see where you have a politician who is working their way up to make the next move to Congress, to the county executive. I think if you put a no name in any of those races, you may um, risk losing the seat in NY27 or four years down the road. When the county executive seat is up again, it's going to have to be somebody that people know, that the constituents know. Um, but to Mary's point, Beth Parlato would not be an awful choice for NY27. And like I said, a lot of you agree with, uh, with Mary. 47% support on the web poll. Chris Jacobs far behind her in second place at 23rd. 803-0930, star 930. One more segment on this. And then, 11 o'clock, let's have some fun. Or maybe not as much fun, but we're going to talk breakups in the 11 o'clock hour. And I'd love to get your breakup stories. Yes, of course, we are referencing one of the most famous breakups in Western New York history. I'll tell you that at 11 here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Joe Beamer with you here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is the Friday show. And we're asking you, will President Trump pardon former Congressman Chris Collins? Should he pardon Chris Collins? And then also, Stefan Mihailu talked to us about the secret, potentially, meeting tomorrow between GOP chairs and NY27 candidates. And I'm asking you, there's got to be a better way. Like he said, make it more public. Okay, you can't have the primary. Make it If you're going to have the special election, make it more public. Now, I would be all for skipping the special election, not spending the money on the special election, on the campaign to have a seat for five months just so you can campaign again while technically being in Congress. Because that's what it's going to be. 
whoever wins the seat in April literally will check into their office, hey, how you doing? And then right back to the campaign trail. So in my opinion, waste of money, waste of time. How about we do this the right way? Leave the seat empty, have a primary, and then have the election in November. Why pay millions of dollars so someone can say they were in Congress for five months? Think about putting that in the real world, outside of politics. I don't think it would work. 803-0930, star 930. Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open at 3930. And you guys have been hot on the text board this morning, let me tell you. First one in, I agree with Mary. Also, I'm a little late to the show. I'm hoping that if Stefan is not chosen, that he will run in the primary. Another one, I agree that Mahailu, or and Jacobs are only trying to further their careers and would be vacating the position they've been elected to. Another one says, no, Chris Collins should serve his time. He did a crime, tried to save a ton of money. Don't worry, when he gets out, he'll have that money still. Another text says, Chris Collins is getting two years for something a lot of us would see four or five years for. Let Collins do his time in his country club prison and then retire, and hopefully we will never hear from him again. That, I think, is what's going to happen. I think when he gets out of jail, he will retire, and we will never hear from him. He will stay secretive in his private residence, which he obviously has all the right to do. But it would be interesting, going back on what the judge said, the judge said, I think you should face your constituents, constituents in Buffalo. I think, I would think so much higher of Chris Collins if he went ahead and did that. But if you listen to Hardline on Sunday, all indications are he's going into hiding. March 17th, he'll go to, he'll go to prison, serve his time, and then go right back to his residence Live a, pri- live a private life, retired. And again, that's his right. But for all the people who did vote for him, for all the people that he left without representation, a few words would be nice. A sorry, I should never have run in 2018. I knew what I had done. It's funny how quickly he went from, these are meritless, I will fight this, there's nothing behind this, to pleading guilty. But he probably, probably, if I had to put money on it in Vegas, will not face his constituents in Buffalo. Daryl in Medina, though, he'll talk to us. Daryl, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Well, I think Trump better leave him, leave well enough alone until after the election, and then we'll see what, what happens. Uh, you think he, but do you think he should pardon him after the election? It's tough, y'all, because it would be like me saying to you, uh, you know, you got stock, maybe you got stock in Intercom you work for, right? If I said to you, and it'd be like me saying, uh, telling you, oh, there, there, I, well, I just heard that, you know, there's a bad, uh, they could be losing a lot of money or something, and then. Of course, you just think, well, Jesus, I better get my money out of there. You know, 
But yeah, I know how insider trading works. Or a little or a lot. I think the kid, first off, I think the kid panicked and he didn't think because if he would have just taken it out in small increments, it wouldn't have, you know, when you go for the whole egg instead of the way they did, that that set off all the bells and whistles. Now, I got one thing to say about the, uh, the seat. Okay. You guys, whether it's television or radio, need to have a round table. Get everybody in the everybody that wants to play better get them in the room. Yeah. Get the toughest bunch of people, of whether the people from television, radio, etc. Get them all in there. Get their lists. Have the have them all compare so that. They, you know, that they are asking redundant, everybody asking the same question. And let everybody, so we know what, where these people stand, okay? And I think that might also, and you can also do this. You do, If you do the thing, whether it be television or radio, and I'm probably thinking more television, you could have a poll done on the computer or however and just get the public opinion what okay who do who impressed well daryl let me step in let me step in obviously i think it would be great if we could have all four candidates come here at the ben studios right and talk to the constituents get the vibe of the constituents and then pass that information along to the eight county chairs. That would be the right way to do it. Get the pulse of uh, of the district. I got to go, Daryl. We're up against the clock. But you're right. It should be something like that, where constituents have a say. They can get questions out. They can get a feel for which candidate best represents them. And then they can pass that information to the county chairs. And then instead of the eight of them making a decision for the entire district, they would have some input from those who will be voting. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And again, if you missed anything with Stefan Mahailu, that interview is already up at WBEN.com. On the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, uh, texter says, he did nothing you or I wouldn't do, notify members, of my family, you can bet I would. Well, yeah, I get the argument that he was trying to protect his son, but he still broke the law. So I don't, again, I don't know President Trump. If I had a, a inside tip and I shared it with a friend or family member, I would probably at least get two years in prison for passing that information along. So I get it. I understand the argument. But I think it all comes back to let's set the example. Do as I do, not just do as I say. And I think you could definitely change the tone, not only in Washington, but throughout the country. But who knows? All right. Now, you've all heard of it. There is a huge breakup between two prominent Western New York attorneys. That's right. Salino and Barnes 
They are breaking up. Which has me thinking, what is your most memorable breakup? We'll talk about that in the last hour. But first, of course, I've got to give you a chance to win $1,000. The 11 a.m. cash code is dollar. D-O-L-L-A-R. Text dollar to 72881. You could win $1,000. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.